welcome to The Houstonism. This episode, I'm joined again by Madison Baker to talk about her experiences and passion for taking care of animals and the importance of the environment. It was really great letting her share her passion. So on that note, let's go ahead and get started with the show. All right, this day in history for Tuesday, August 4th. 2020. Uh, Happy birthdays are going out to Louis Vuitton, born in 1821. Yes, that's right, of the fashion brand fame. Uh, The great jazz trumpeter Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world. In 1901, he was born. And happy birthday to the 44th president of the United States of America, Barack Obama, who was born in 1961. Events for this day include in 1704, Gibraltar being occupied by the English and Dutch, which has uh, been an English possession ever since then, from seven year, the War of Spanish Succession. Euro people better remember that one. In 1789, the National Assembly in France issued the first decree abolishing feudalism in France. Yay, French Revolution. In 1914, Germany declared war on Belgium, thus causing Britain to declare war on Germany. And we'll be back to that. In 1930, yes, that's right, not until 1930, we had some child labor laws established in Belgium. Wow. In 1944, Anne Frank was arrested by German police. Um, Sad story that that ended up being, but at the same time, that journal, that diary can be a ray of light depending on how you look at it. Um, in 1956, on a different note, Elvis Presley released the song Hound Dog. And in 1984, staying on the musical train here, Prince's Purple Rain album hit number one and stayed there for 24 weeks. So today for Houston's history, let's just talk a little bit about the declaration of war in 1914 that Germany made. uh, Because that web of events and alliances just fascinates me and it's so crazy that it happens. And I know when we do our our trials and stuff on World War I, that's an awesome point that we do. So, uh, the beginning of World War I, for those who don't remember or don't know, has four main causes. It's in the word there. Militarism, alliances, imperialism, and nationalism. Now, the spark that set that powder keg of, of things off was the assassination of Austrian Archduke Franz Ferdinand in June of 1914. So, for a month, Europe was in this will-they-or-won't-they-go-to-war before it finally erupts into what would be World War One. So it started as a declaration of war on Serbia by Austria-Hungary at the end of July, but it quickly escalates as Austria's ally, Germany, then declared war on Russia, then France, then little bitty neutral Belgium to get to France, um, which then brought in Britain to the war to defend Belgium's neutrality because they weren't about, I guess, to get in there just to stop them from going after France. Uh, these, These leaders of these countries not talking and seemingly unwilling to compromise just blows my mind and it and it's just led to a devastating war that destroyed a whole gen- generation of Europeans um and it just goes you know the importance of understanding other people other countries other cultures and communicating with them um you know it was never more prevalent than in that July month of 1914 and just a reminder of how really impacts Events from one part of a country or a region or the world can impact everybody in profound ways. So let's remember that. So uh, now it's time for my uh, interview. This time I will be interviewing Madison. So let's go ahead and get to the interview. 
All right. So this week I'm having uh, Madison Baker back on the podcast. So welcome back, Madison. How have you been doing? Doing good. Still taking my summer class. I've actually got a new job opportunity. I'm going to go help teach with the marching band, which is super Ooh, fun. Awesome. That's going to be interesting, especially with uh, interesting restrictions you're going to have in place this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so last time you were on, you asked me questions on budgeting, and I hope, I hope people find that somewhat helpful, and we'll go listen to that podcast I suggested at the end to find people who are more knowledgeable than me. Um, but now I'm excited to get to ask you about your experiences with animals and wildlife, uh, since I know you're looking, or were at least looking at pursuing a field in wildlife as a career or something, or at least I, you're very passionate about it. Um, and have a, a unique history, what I would say, a unique history with caring for animals. So um, let's go ahead and get started here. And I'm, I'm interested to see where this takes us. So are you ready? All right. I'm ready. So first off, I just got to ask you, like, where has your interest in animals come from? You know, do you remember when maybe this like passion for, for taking care of animals originated? So when I was a, like a super, super tiny child, my parents just always had cats, but they never bothered to spay them, which is bad. Spay your cats. But we basically always had kittens around. And so I was taking care of kittens all the time because I didn't really have anything else to do. And so that's kind of where the whole animal thing started. And then it kind of picked up around, I want to say, seventh grade. My mom dated this really strange guy. And we went to his house and we walk in and there's like 20 reptile cages with snakes all over the place. And it was like, he didn't tell us that he had these snakes. And so we're both just super shocked. And at that point, I was actually afraid of snakes. I was super scared and like, cause like in movies, they're super scary <laughs> and weird. And you know, we're kind of taught to be afraid of snakes, I think. And the guy was like pulling this little snake out and he handed it to me and he was like, you can hold her, she's super sweet. And by the end of the 10-minute visit, I fell in love with this tiny little snake. She was, like, the size of a remote control. And he was like, if you want, you can have her. You can have this tank. You can have the whole thing for free. And I was like, well, okay. And so I took the snake home. I named her Sadie. And that's kind of where it all started is because I basically realized that I was so afraid of this animal for no reason. And it turned out to be, like, I kept her. I only just now rehomed her recently I had her for two years and the only reason I had to get rid of her was because you obviously can't take a snake to a dorm room but that's definitely where it started is I just fell in love with snakes in that moment and realized like why was I afraid of this that's cool I know I still am afraid of snakes I had a Noah and I were riding our bikes the other morning and uh, a, a neighbor an older neighbor she, she uh, called me over and to look at she saw a snake in her backyard and I was like, I was thinking, well, what the heck am I supposed to do about it? I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> Call somebody else. I'm going to run away screaming. <laughs> so, um, okay. So you mentioned snakes. Um, what are some, so you've cared for snakes. What are some, maybe some other specific animals that you've cared for? So after that point, I kind of just became a super big reptile person it's been mostly ball pythons, bearded dragons, and leopard geckos. I've actually had a few leopard geckos, but a few... So I ended up kind of getting into more of a rehabilitation position with the leopard geckos. I had a couple friends that had gotten them as like spur-of-the-moment decisions and didn't really know how to take care of them. 
And there were a couple occasions where I ended up with those animals. And that was really cool. And it's really fulfilling to like see progress with that. It's really amazing. Cause like we had one come in and his like front feet were bent the wrong way. Like he walked almost like on his quote unquote elbows. And by the time I had had him for like six months, he was walking perfectly fine just from like proper care. And so it's, it's just been a really, really great experience. And I really, really loved doing that. That's cool. A leopard gecko. Um, so what is that? Would that be, um, so is that your favorite one that you've cared for? I would say that one specifically, his name is Felix is definitely my favorite leopard gecko, but I don't know if he's my favorite of all because I think bearded dragons are my favorite species. Just because they're like scaly dogs. <laughs> okay. Almost. How do they do? They like come and lick you. Really? They do. Yeah. So they they like smell quote unquote with their tongue, and so they'll just come up and lick you, and it's oh, so wow. goofy. It's That's, so great. That oh, I can't even think of that. Uh, so, so do you have any <laughs> like weird stories about um, any of these animals that I don't know anything odd happened with any of them? Yeah, definitely my snake, Sadie, who I mentioned prior. Um, as Like I said, I've had her for a really long time, and it got to the point where she went from the size of a remote control to, like, my entire arm span. Wow. And one night, she got out in the middle of the night of her tank, fell onto the floor, and, like, the entire screen lid fell onto the floor and crashed down as well. And it was, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, and I wake up, and there's literally just a snake on my floor. And even as someone who's not really afraid of snakes, it was kind of terrifying. <laughs> That's what you wake up to? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was a crazy moment for sure. And my mom is always super paranoid about it. So she like came in there too. And I was like, had to explain what happened. Whoa. And- okay, so um, what, what kind of future plans do you have? Now, I know they've changed a little bit. Um, but do you have any future plans that involve still wildlife or, or caring for animals? Or in, and in just in general, like I'm interested since you're a former student of mine. Uh, you know, what for future plans do you have now? So I've had a big toss up with the whole wildlife biology thing for a really long time. That's what I wanted to do for my career. But it's just it got to the point where the more research I did, the more discouraged I was with it. It's kind of a toss between like doing what you love and doing what is practical for you. And for me, wildlife biology just wasn't that just because I knew I would have to move. I knew that I was probably going to have not be able to make as much money as I wanted, which is shallow, but like money is important. Hey, obviously. if you can't provide for family, then, I mean, that's number one, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. And so I kind of had to come to terms with that, which was really sad. And so I'm still kind of deciding if I want to do a wildlife biology minor in college, but I'm also looking at a neuroscience minor which leads me into my major, which is going to be psychology. And that wasn't just like a spur of the moment thing. I think, you know, in the past, I've had some issues with mental health and I've watched a lot of my really good friends go through things with mental health. And I kind of wanted to utilize what I learned and what I have been through and what I've, you know, been able to help other people go through to help, you know, patients and clients and be able to kind of use that knowledge for good. Plus, psychology is just really, really, really fun. <laughs> that's, that's that's really, really awesome as far as why you're getting psychology, what you want to do with it. That's that's really, really cool. 
um, maybe you can, maybe you can give me some, I mean, you did sit, you did sit through my class three years. So I'm sure you got some weird studies you can do on me. Um, <laughs> but, um, what, um, so you, you did say, you know, wildlife stuff is still passion. I know you had talked to me in class before about like environmental concerns and stuff. Are there any out there environmental concerns whether that be with wildlife or just the environment in general that you want people to be aware of or that you're particularly, you know, paying attention to? Um, yeah, for sure. Definitely um, plastic and makeup wipes specifically, which is so dumb and specific, but I get so mad about makeup wipes. They're just so wasteful and they all, they end up in the ocean and it's just like, all the little things like extra packaging, extra plastic, extra anything, it doesn't just go away. And I think a lot of people don't completely realize, you know, what happens to their trash. And I think it's just important for people to be a little bit mindful. Like there's a difference between like buying a big package of candy bars versus versus the like individually wrapped, like just tiny things like that. And then also there's always the WWF, which is the uh, World Wildlife Fund. And it's um, a super good organization to donate. I've had that on my Instagram for forever. And it's just, there's so many, like, there's so many things and it's just constant. And it's so easy to forget about wildlife in general everywhere when there's so many other things going on. It's just hard. It's a hard yeah. balance. And I still want to definitely, um, you know, be involved in wildlife and be involved with like environmental issues. And I'm probably definitely going to volunteer, you know, as much as I can. And that was another reason I kind of made that change because I knew I can still do wildlife and, you know, have reptiles and work, you know, maybe part time at a zoo or, you know, at a nature center or something on the side, no matter what. So yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. I do. I remember, I remember you in art history, junior year, like reading through, I can't remember what it was, but you were reading through a textbook or something for like fun um, on the environmental yeah. stuff. <laughs> and that was like, that was, that was kind of cool. Um, so um, now you mentioned that now I, that all that's interesting and fascinating. I, I think it's so, I've always found it interesting listening to you talk about like the animals and stuff that you've had and, and seeing your passion for things like that. Um, I really get inspired seeing young people, passionate about things um so gearing from veering from that though you mentioned how you you graduated and you're going to uk this fall unfortunately um the uh, i'm an iu fan so i you know uh what what advice can you give maybe to students as they because a lot of people who i want who are listening to this are you know in high school or going to be or whatever um but what advice maybe you can give the students as they go through high school now um, that you are out and can look back on the experience? I know you, you mentioned um, uh, mental health has been around you personally and this through your friends. Uh, and I know high school is not always a fun time for a lot of people in that sense, but just in general, maybe what can, what would you like people to know or, or advice can you give? Um, first, definitely be aware of other people around you, because another thing about mental health is when you get, when you have depression or when you have anxiety or whatever it is, one of the big things that can pull you down is the feeling that you're alone and the feeling that like nobody else gets this, nobody else understands this. But the reality is 
there are so many kids right now struggling with mental health and it's the numbers are just growing you know it's just it's getting worse and worse it's not getting better right now and you know there's a lot of factors that go into it and I think more people are being able to reach out for help but I think you know going through high school just realize that you have resources and it is not lame to go talk to your guidance counselor okay they're there to help you go talk to your guidance counselor if you have a problem go talk to somebody and especially your friends like don't be afraid to bring those things up because I think the thing that can hurt you the most and that's as far as like emotional and like even just grade performance is when you bottle that stuff up and don't talk to someone it explodes and you explode and it sucks and no one no one needs to do that so just know that even your teachers like I've sat down and talked to I know my band directors for sure about you know things that I had going on if you don't feel comfortable talking to your guidance counselor find someone and the thing is like teachers are not just teachers they're people and they're here to help too they're not going to be like oh I don't have time to listen to you you know if you need help definitely find and utilize um, the people around you because you have resources always. And then following that, if you're a person who um, doesn't have as many mental health issues or even someone who does, one thing that I found myself doing in high school was I was constantly making excuses for myself. And that is as far as like, oh, I'm too tired to study right now. Oh, um, my, my parents are mad at me right now. I, I can't, I can't focus right now. Things like that. And um, another thing is I was constantly like making excuses as far as, oh, that's too much. I can't handle that. I can't do all these things. But it's really important to make sure you don't make those excuses because it's really easy for people to tell you that, tell you your limit, but you know your limit and you know, um, you know, what you're capable of. And that's one thing I had to kind of tackle in high school too. That, yeah. Wow. Uh, Any, any, uh, (laughs) any advice uh, that you can maybe give for, I don't know, like in the classroom, maybe like whether it be study classes that to take or classes to avoid or anything like that? Yeah, of course. Um, don't take any of Mr. Houston's classes. They're all, t- no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Challenge yourself. That's my advice. I hear a lot of kids say like, oh, I'm too dumb for AP classes. Mm-hmm. AP classes are not for smart kids. That's not a thing. Okay. There's not really smart and dumb when it comes to high school. It's really just how hard you personally want to work and how much time you want to put in. And so I would say take AP classes for sure. And even if you like are someone who thinks like that, that's going to be a struggle for you, just mm-hmm. take one, you know, start slow and, you know, allocate time for those classes too. Another thing that I had a problem with is the phones, of course. Yeah. 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 I'm a big person. I'll be playing, you know, yeah. games on my phone while I listen yep. to lectures. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Houston knows. And, um, you know, that's not always a terrible thing, but if you need to, like, have an outlet to do something with your hands, like, doodle, take notes, you know, it's good to have an outlet and do something other than just stare mindlessly. It's okay to, like, you know, take notes or doodle or, you know, do something with your hands, but sometimes it can be a little better to put the phone yeah, down. Yeah, we don't multitask sure. as well as we think we do. I'm guilty of the same thing. I'll like have a movie on while I'm trying to read or something and I realize I'm either not paying attention to the book or I'm not paying attention to the show. You can't do both. Um, and just stuff like that. So, 
Um, okay. Well, thank you, Madison. That was awesome. Really awesome stuff. Uh, before you go, do you have any recommendations of books, movies, music, TV activities that people need to check out? Um, the Harry Potter series is everything. <laughs> it's literally everything. Read the books. They're amazing. And um, the Vampire Diaries, that's like my guilty pleasure. Everyone makes fun of me, but it's such a great show. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna throw out there, even though it was a few weeks ago now, it, but I'm sure there's probably maybe a few people who haven't checked it out. If you have Disney+, Plus, check out Hamilton um, on Disney+, Plus because I finally got to watch that. And it took me a couple sittings because it was pretty long, and I, I couldn't make it all through late at night. Um, but the music was phenomenal loved it have you seen Hamilton I haven't I really need to watch it my mom put it on and started to watch it and she was hating oh. on it so hard and she hadn't even been five minutes in and I, I was mean, so mad you know the history is kind of all over but it, the whole point is I hope it inspires me to be like oh what's more about this guy or let me see if this or ooh, let me understand that but like you know I think probably live like in a theater it's way more impactful because you know it's not meant to be a movie um but i the man the music in it is amazing so i was just blown away by it um so yeah check that out and and definitely i second the harry potter stuff i've recommended before and we've had had a harry harry potter playoff and, and before you go i gotta i gotta know um like i argued that snape is one of the best characters in harry potter agree or disagree Okay, in the books, I'm total. I love Snape, but in the movies, he's just so ugly and sneery, <laughs> and I just can't like well, him in the movies. I just this can't was look by at him. books, so agree or disagree, he's one of the best characters in the Harry Potter series. Definitely Thank you, agree. because the other three people are stupid and did not agree with me whatsoever <laughs> on that one. 100%. Okay, well, thank you, um, and thank you again for joining me again uh, for the second time. And so I hope that you'll, uh, you'll be on again. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Madison's adventures and that you too will follow your passions wherever they might lead you. Um, now, as always, let's end for your, with your joke and quote. So here's your joke. You know, every morning after waking up, first thing I do is make my bed. And I tell you, tomorrow I'm finally returning that piece of junk to Ikea. Uh, and for your quote today, I'm choosing one uh, by the most prominent conservationist uh, that serves as President uh, Theodore Roosevelt, since we talked about the environment earlier. Uh, and here is Teddy Roosevelt's quote. Quote, This country will not be a good place for any of us to live in unless we make it a good place for all of us to live in. End quote. All right, I want to thank you again for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this. Be sure to subscribe and follow. Um, Until next time, be safe, learn something, and don't forget to smile.